Oh, this episode of Cinema Swirl is brought to you with the support of our backers over at patreon.com forward slash cinema swirl. $5 backers will get instant access to every episode of Cinema Swill, our monthly exclusive bonus show where Kevin and I review some really bad movies. This month we've released our review of Battlefield Earth, starring the wickedly talented one and only John Travolta. And uh, let me just say, Kevin was furious that we had to watch that film. It's a lot of fun. You can get instant access to every episode of Cinema Swirl right now if you head on over to patreon.com forward slash cinema swirl and become a $5 OTP backer. Or you can just head there to find out a bit more. Right, let's get swirling. Cinema Swirl! Hey, this isn't the blood of Christ. It's just some warm red goo. It's episode number 72. (laughs) Romping through the alleyways of Hollywood, looking through the large bins that are surprisingly full of all the leftovers that no one's even bloody touched. It's a grand old time here looking at movies with me, Kevin, and my OTP, Sam, who has not seen any of them. How are you, Sam? Hey, Kevin, it seems worth reminding people... I've not seen any of them films. I've not What's seen them. About? Yeah. Look, guys, hard reset here. This is kind of like a reimagining of the Cinema Swirl universe now. Not a hard undoing of the canon, but let's just set the base here. Sam, you've only seen 71 movies, is that correct? So far, yeah. <laughs> that's, the, that's the level. Which seems like quite a lot at this point, but, you know. That's deep introspection there. You know, you see, yeah, it seems yeah. like a lot. It seems like a lot, doesn't it? You'd be surprised the amount of movies there are, though, Sam. Like, there's been there's at least loads. 71 this year alone as well. Yeah, like, you know, yeah. I think they're going on 73 if you count Last Christmas being re-released. So, yeah, it's a lot of movies. And today, nothing to do with the fact that we've already seen a lot of movies, but we've decided to branch out into a completely overlooked part of the cinema experience so far. Mm. I'm talking about you know it is huh? first billion dollar media corporation Disney 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 and we're not part of the Disney family but Sam if we maybe shine our shoes and look real presentable you never know we're batting our eyelids at old Walt in his freezer that he's not actually in I oh is he not apparently not Apparently he's not actually frozen. Was that just a gross, macabre exaggeration? Because I just thought like, oh, don't you hate it? One day you're a racist eccentric with a passing interest in cryogenics and all of a sudden you're a freezer geezer. I was going to say, it might have taken the heat off him, but that wasn't a freezer joke. That wasn't, <laughs> but, but, it, but maybe it was. Do you think if anyone has like decided that they wanted to be cryogenically frozen but haven't been able to afford it so have just been upon death loaded into a chest freezer in the hopes that that might be good enough i would imagine that's happened more than a few times yeah but i would say that's probably more happened with some sort of crazed bereaved loved one who's like no i'm gonna freeze them yeah. as opposed to someone who's like you better put me in an ice box boy i would say sam one of the largest groups of disappointed deceased people if they were capable of disappointments that's a thought <laughs> are those who spe- <laughs> specified they were to be frozen in their wills because mm. how many times are the people like open up and go you'll be getting the box now if you're lucky 
Never mind this ice business. I'm sure so many people are like, you know the kids who'd write and say, oh, Santa, I want a PS1 and an Xbox 360 and a pony. Mm, I'm thinking, sure. well, I'll just, I'll just hedge my bets. And then Santa's like, nah, that ain't happening. Like, come on. Someone's getting a nice jumper for Christmas. Yeah, it's that kind of thing where people must have written it into their will and their families will just go, well, no, just would no. No, we're not doing that. No. It's sad because I think ultimately what Walt Disney wanted to be frozen in time was it was his hateful ideals and beliefs, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, how fucking terrible would it be if like 50, 100, 200 years from now, they bring out Walt Disney like, hey, Walt, welcome to the fucking future. And he starts saying his stuff. (laughs) (laughs) And they'll be like, hang on now, we've already programmed a hologram to do all this. And now they'll be... (laughs) He's out of a job as well. Oh, God, it'll be bloody murder. Look, that's a film I'd like to see. The kind of future imagined version where Walt Disney comes back and he's walking around. You can imagine it, though. They bring him in. They're like, we've been taking good care of the corporation for you, Mr. Disney, since you passed. These are the Simpsons. And he can pick (laughs) him up like... And he does it like, no, but it's a satire. And he's strong for some reason. He's like (laughs) super, he's got your superhuman strength. But all of that to say this, we're going to be looking at a Disney film today. A Disney animated classic. Now, Sam, you obviously Mm. were a human child in the Western Hemisphere growing up in the 90s. So I think it was like stipulated as part of Tony Blair's New Deal with the UK people that you had to be taken to at least four sittings of prime Disney movies. Oh, yeah. During those periods. So I'm not surprised if you're going to tell me you've seen a couple of Dizzos, right? I've seen a few Dizzos, all right? Um, (laughs) I have. I was a child in the 90s, as you say. So you're Lion Kings, okay? Mm. You're Mulans. Oh, Sam Chapman's seen his true reflection. A few others here and there. We had a list, and I ticked off the ones that I had seen. There are some interesting ones in there, but... I have missed out on a bunch of the classics, but that's not to say that I haven't seen any Disney animated films. Mm -mm. I have a sort of theory as to what happened here. Because they got you into the cinema, because I'm pretty sure Mm. when we were going through the list, a lot of the heavy hitters, I'm talking Hercules, Mm -hmm. perhaps Tarzan, Hunchback of Notre Dame, I'm thinking. And these are movies which I think if we put a couple of them on the classics, if we put Hunchback of Notre Dame or Tarzan up there, the Phil Collins fans might be happy, but we might get some flack about there being classics yet i'm pretty sure all of you listening if you grew up during that time period probably went to see those movies because they were very good at getting you to the movies yes I, th- I think tarzan might have been one that i have seen in the cinema Bombs in seats tarzan it's time for the boy to learn about phil collins in you go i think the line and i might be misremembering the lion king might have been the first thing i ever saw in a cinema ever i remember seeing that and i was like all i'll say is my memory of seeing the lion king is my earliest memory of getting sick so for you you must have been really young (laughs) or really sick (laughs) sick. (laughs) that could be uh misimagined i might have watched it on vhs or something like that but I, i have strong memories of watching the lion king as a child however just in terms of the age I was when things happened. Mm. When did Toy Story come out? I'm thinking 1995, 6-ish. 95, 96, yeah. Yeah. So I would have been 
four or five, which is like perfect age for watching the first Toy Story film. Mm. And I think the issue with Disney and the, the reason why I haven't seen a bunch of the animated classics, like the classic 2D an- animated classics. Yeah, the 60s onwards, like a lot of those ones which yeah. were fodder for the rest of us. Is that the Pixar movies came in, I saw them, I saw the light, and I was converted to CGI. Oh, so basically you saw the light and it was like somebody had just told you that the world was going to roll you. And this guy, he ain't the sharpest tool in the sheds. No, and that was the development of my CGI, which I used to watch CGI movies. Now, here's an interesting one. As you mentioned CGI, I remember being... Like yourself, you're very, very much like mind blown when Toy Story came out and the CGI. And mm. I would attest to any child that animated series such as Donkey Kong Country and Reboot were oh. superior artistically because they had the full CG. The tier was Reboot and Donkey Kong because they were CG. Yep. All other animation and then live action stuff on Nickelodeon because you're too lazy to animate King and Cow, you fucking lazy bastards. Look, as kind of silly as it sounds now, and I, I've learned over the years to really appreciate the craft of actual 2D animation, there was a sort of mentality that I think I had in my head, and I think some other kids had, that because computer animated stuff, you know, you see your 3D animated movies Mm -hmm. were such the in thing, and they looked phenomenal, that the older classic 2D cell animation... Dusty! Old! As soon as that old shit, you know, it's like... I like listening to rock music. Pop music is shit. And, like, obviously now I'm like, pop music is fucking great. But you get into those mentalities as a kid. and You, you think, sure do. I, no, I want to watch the cool new... Uh, I want to watch A Bug's Life and Ants uh, yeah. as, a, as a double bill. I don't watch <laughs> fucking Beauty and the Beast. Ugh, boring. 2D. No, thank you. Sorry, will, will I just wear my cap front to front? Is that what you're saying to me? Like, you want me to not play Pogs? What the fuck? is wrong with you pogs are my life i think i grew up at a point where that style of animation and pixar in particular i was a big fan of pixar through my childhood into my adult life they went on a fucking hot streak pixar you're very true and it's important to say though pixar is not disney it is though now it it is now but then it wasn't and i think there's some listeners you might even be like what how could that ever have been but it was it was a different thing and Mm. i think there was a mentality that old disney was this very dusty thing and as you mentioned there about you know getting these mentalities when you're growing up about i'm not going to watch certain things i'll tell you folks if you've not grown up as one being a little boy in the 90s you felt very empowered to get exactly what you wanted in your media So I will say yeah. that today's movie was one that I was made to watch under duress Ooh. as a youngster because okay. I had to go and get minded at another kid's house pretty much all through primary school because my parents right. were always very busy. And as a result, I was the victim, particularly when I was younger, of this is going on the TV and y'all can't do anything about it. That childminder, whoever that was, had nipped into the Disney vault. Do you remember the Disney vaults, Kevin? Do you remember the, the vault? The concept of the vault? Is that part of my Disney life I, subscription? <laughs> I can't remember. That <laughs> they like, a kind of artificial scarcity thing with Disney VHSs. That they'd be like, oh, you can buy... 
this one, but only for a limited time, because otherwise, then it's going back in the vault. Oh, yes, they were, they were, you were right. They re-released all the VHSs, and that's where I would have, you know, I remember watching things like The Aristocrats, Basil the Great Mouse, Detective, like a lot of Fox and the Hound Dog, you know, the really good Disney movies. <laughs> You know, the ones that make your parents look at the box and go, ah, it's an hour, isn't it? Like, <laughs> Yeah, pop, pop it, I'm popping in there. I realised I, I sounded a bit like Peter Kay there. Going, Do you remember the Disney Vault? Do you remember what the Disney Vault? Oh, Sliding on your knees at the Disney Vault. But there was a point in Disney's commercial life, you know, re- reselling yeah. their old videos. It was the 90s. It was a big thing that they weren't going to sell them ever on video back in the day. So this was like, yeah. it was like, no, no, these are theatrical movies. If you want to see a Disney movie, you have to go to the cinema. And it became like a big, you know, they were obviously king of home video at that point. They made the home release very limited. And I, re- that, I remember that affecting me as a kid, because I think either The Lion King or The Lion King, like, one and a half or whatever it was, or maybe The Lion King <laughs> 2 or something. Yeah. Like, oh, it's only out for a limited time come on mum let's go to hmv we have to buy it now buy it now i'm a little boy i want what i want in the 90s that's what nintendo tried to bring back remember cruelty to children let's just you know hey little boy you want to play mario after the 31st of march no chance Get ready for some disappointments. <laughs> Why the fuck are they doing that? I looked a little break from the kind of the main thrust of it. Why are they doing that, Nintendo? What's going on there? I don't know. Big companies flexing, yeah. Sam. You know, as Disney often were ones to do. And I always felt that I couldn't escape Disney as a kid. I don't know if you had this experience or not, because you only seem to watch the cool 3D stuff that you really wanted to see. You know, but I felt like I was constantly seeing Disney. That I was like. And then it's like, hey, it's Christmas time. Disney music CD. Ah! Like, we're, we're going to Liffey Valley Shopping Center. I bet you want to go to the Disney store. No! Now, the Warner Brothers store. Oh, that was cool. All right, now, now yeah. we're fucking talking. I get some Looney Tunes, Batman times going. All right, that's okay. They had a little thing you could kind of climb in and it would just show cartoons. A little kind of booth that you could get in that would just have cartoons in the Warner yes, Brothers Yes, I remember store. that. That was a good, good time. That was great. That was great. Let's do a Warner Brothers swell next. Let's save the fucking high street, why don't we, huh? <laughs> Go and sit in that little bit. But yeah, I, I definitely had that experience of like being plonked in front of some Disney movies, mm. but maybe not as much as some other kids. I guess. Right, I think yeah. you weren't farmed out with other children, were you? <laughs> no, I, I didn't have that experience, so I, ah. I wasn't sat just like plonked in front of a Disney VHS or something. So maybe I had a bit more of a discerning, not a discerning taste, but I was a little, little stroppy boy who could be like, "No, let's watch Toy Story again. I like Toy Story. They're toys and they come to life, and it's a story." Uh. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I was like that. I like it I because know. it's about things. Uh. <laughs> But yeah, I think, you know, you get into those mindsets with Disney and all that about, you know, it being a certain type of movie when you're a little kid. Mm. And I think I've been enjoying Disney a lot more as as an adult. You know, I think back to Mary Poppins was a very, very fun experience to cover for, for this episode. So Robin Hood... Even though it was definitely not something I enjoyed as a boy, mm-hmm. I am full like I'm fully excited. It's December here, 2020, we're recording it. I'm in Christmas mode. I'm treating it almost like a Christmas experience. It is not a Christmas.
Christmas swirl, though. No, no, this no. is not the Christmas one. But no. it does have that sort of feeling that, you know, we're yes. watching an animated film in December around Christmas time. Sure. You're utilising a streaming service. You know, it feels <laughs> you know, traditional Christmas. Traditional Christmas. Yeah. So I was going to ask you, mm. seeing as it's a big spectre that hangs over this podcast, I'm talking about the shadow of Nottingham. It's brutalist architecture piercing the sky. Sure. It's travel lodge breaking the backs of those who dare look upon its gaze. <laughs> it's trams smashing on a circuit of madness. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nottingham. Nottingham, born and bred over there, Sam uh-huh. Chapman. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I may not have been born and bred there, but uh, I've borne my fair share of slices of bread. I've eaten sandwiches eaten many times in Nottingham. Nottingham sandwiches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had many sit-down meals with Sam Chaplin in Nottingham. Mm. I have went shopping in Nottingham. Yep. I've had a job interview in Nottingham. I've uh, pretty much had the city experience. Had the Nottingham I've, experience. We've performed stand-up there. We've watched yep. stand-up there. You know, you can't get get much more Nottingham if I'm to lay my hat in an English city I've not actually lived in it's possibly Nottingham Sam yes that's my place Mm. born and bred Mm. still here right now I'm there now all right (laughs) I'm here now I'll I'll tell you what you haven't experienced you haven't experienced the Robin Hood experience no that's it other than there's like a a, a factory outlet furniture store that you took a picture of me in front of oh yes it's very disrespectful (laughs) because there's a lovely statue of of Robin Hood and it's like get on down and bad old bed so one of my favourite things about Nottingham and this is now gone and has been replaced by a massive multi-storey tax building Uh, but for a while just by the train station there was King's Furniture Warehouse yeah they had a big sign outside it so possibly the thing you could see when you come to Nottingham for the first time and you walk out the doors could be welcome to Nottingham home of Robin Hood and King's Furniture Warehouse and I'm like that's that's the billing that King's Furniture Warehouse you got Robin Hood you got King's Furniture Warehouse I love the confidence of that sign it's one of my favourite things that's gone I did email King's Furniture Warehouse to try and get the sign <laughs> when they were taking it down and they ignored my, my multiple it. emails but yeah that was one of my favourite things about Nottingham for a long time yeah I mean in fairness that was one entrance into Nottingham. The other entrance into Nottingham, it goes by one of, if I believe to be correct, the country's only outlets of Hooters. Yes, if, uh, yes. Yes. Same train station area. You've got the only Hooters in the UK. All right. So I'm not saying Nottingham's a bad place to be. I'm saying it's a good place to be. All right. It is certainly a place to be or have been. <laughs> or have chicken wings. That's true. Yeah. And now here's the question, Sam. Yeah. Robin Hood. What? How has Robin Hood and the spectre of Robin Hood on the spectre of Nottingham, which is in itself casting a spectre, boo, mm. on this podcast? How are Nottingham and Robin Hood childhood memories? Were you dressed up like Robin Hood all the time? Were you had to do archery shit? Did you have to rob the rich and give to the poor? So I've been, obviously, quite a few times to Sherwood Forest, mm-hmm. right? It's a beautiful place to be. It's not a sheer wood forest, like no, 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 no. As far as you can see, is that wood that you can, if it's sheer, you can sort of see through it. Oh no, I'm saying like someone's like, what's that forest like in Nottingham? It's sheer wood, mate. Like, it's, oh, you know, okay. I thought the wood was like slightly transparent, and in that case, you would be able to see the wood for the trees because the trees would be <laughs> shit. I don't know. I don't know. But I've been to Sherwood Forest. I've had some like little adventure days there. It's where the Centre Parks is. Whenever I talk about Centre Parks, that's Centre Park Sherwood Forest, yeah? Ah, which is where Robin Hood would have done most of his robbery. <laughs> it's where... <laughs> 
Yeah. He would, though. <laughs> Fucking soft targets. He would have snuck into those cabins and had a great time. He might have been taken in by the subtropical swimming paradise. That's all I'm saying, you know? Is that like how yeah, the villain, the villain of Nottingham, I'm going to, oh, no, watch out, Nottingham people. I'm going to mention him. Uh. The sheriff of Nottingham. The boo. History's greatest monster. Boo. He's a, an absolute monster, ghastly yeah piece of shit who inflicted untold horrors upon Sherwood Forest and its taxation. I, uh, the man liked his tax, Sam. Is that his... Hey, is the sheriff got his fingers in that new tax building pie? <laughs> Possibly. Could be. Huh? There, is, there is still a, a very much a sheriff of Nottingham. So, as a little boy growing up in Nottingham, I've experienced some Robin Hood stuff. You hear about Robin Hood. We used to have, like, a little museum slash mm-hmm. advent- kids adventure thing called the... Ad- soft play area? I think it might have had some soft play elements. Okay. Definitely some, like, live-action people doing a bit of role-play and a little, you know, bit you can explore. I can't really remember much of it. Here, how about this? Would this ring a bell? I'm Robin Hood! Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. okay, oh, that kind been. of thing. You have been. So that was there. That was a big feature of Nottingham. Like, a big tourist attraction would be this whole thing dedicated to Robin Hood. That is now a Tesco Express. What happened, Sam? When, it did, just... this, when did it go down? Is it, like, the Millennium where everyone's like, come on now, it's the Millennium. I've seen Blackadder 2000 back and forth. Yeah, I think it might have been the same sort of time. I think early 2000s that, you know, people lost interest and it went. So Nottingham doesn't quite have as much love for Robin Hood as you might expect. There is obviously loads of it, but we're not constantly constantly going on about it i mean i would have thought you had a lot but then again anytime i was there the warehouse sign was up so you know i yeah. think that may have influenced my opinion that's not even there mm. as a kid i might have mentioned this before i thought that robin hood was a thing that only people from nottingham really knew about okay so had embarrassed myself on occasion when someone mentioned robin hood and i was surprised that they knew about it and i considered myself some sort of robin hood expert by knowing the bare bones minimum about robin hood because i was like well, they m- m- must be coming to me for Robin Hood information because it's this Nottingham thing that no one else has really heard of. But obviously, it's a, it's a big... It's a, it's an international phenomenon. No, no, 2020, this is the year Robin Hood goes worldwide, is what I'm saying. Can I re- rely on you for a degree of expertise in this Disney telling of the tale? Not really. I basically for know he stole from the rich, gave to the poor. Yeah? Ma- made Marion. Yeah? Yeah, and he said Mary Magdalene. Nope. Uh... Friar Tuck. There we go. Yeah, the Sheriff of Nottingham. He had a, a group of merry men, and they would just steal. He was a wealth redistributor, right? Green hat, green cloak, bow and arrow. There you go. Well, I, I was going to say, do you think one of the reasons why it's not been embraced by the, the top brass in Nottingham mm. is that he is quite a... Not a typical British folklore legend. This guy is not of king or queen. He is a, a robber of sorts, a great equaliser, a social warrior, if you will. Yeah. I imagine that it's not everyone's cup of tea isn't it robbing from the rich and giving to the poor in this economy (laughs) this is the thing if you start to go hey we like robin hood robin hood stuff you do also have to then confront his core principles uh, which for most corporations who would have any interest in robin hood they don't abide by that idea it's time for the radical left to take ownership of robin hood is what i'm saying you know loony left I remember one thing about Robin Hood in the news when I was growing up. And I think it may have even been around the time when I was 10 and I went to, I visited England, like, not other than London for the first time. And I went around, like, Norfolk and Birmingham and Chester and all those types of places. And I remember hearing 
I know I kept hearing all this stuff, but right before I went to Stratford on Avon, it's like I read a thing. It's like, hey, did you find out William Shakespeare is actually not a poet or a playwright at all? And then there's another thing I read, which is it turns out that Robin Hood didn't even wear a green hat. It oh, the, probably yeah. would have been a brown fucking tunic, like a sap. There's been loads of stuff where, like, obviously. Robin Hood didn't wear green or blah, blah, blah. There's been rumours that he wasn't even from anywhere near Nottingham. What? And he he was somewhere else. He was from Derbyshire. Which is bullshit. Fuck you, Derby. Oh, sorry. He said it, not me. He said it, not me. Sorry. But, you know, there is some connection there. I do feel an affinity with Robin Hood because I'm a Nottingham boy. Do you remember the Russell Crowe Robin Hood film that came out? Yes. For a while, the title that was announced for that film was Nottingham. It was just to be called Nottingham. Oh, and that's very funny. I wish they'd kept that. Oh, Sam, have you have you uh, seen it? No, no, I haven't. It's meant to be Drek. Ah, uh, well, maybe we might have maybe. to check it out at some point. Over Although you've already had one British Legends movie very uh, recently. So, yeah, I don't want you to overlord with this fucking British... British lore. You'll become a racist if I give you another one too soon. (laughs) (laughs) Right, so any memory or recollection or association with the characters and the designs of these Disney representations of Nottingham the movie? Here's all I really know about this Disney animated Robin Hood. Mm -hmm. I know that Robin Hood himself is a fox. Yeah. Okay? He is an animal. An anthropomorphic fox. Uh, Volpes Volpes. Portraying the character of Robin Hood. I also know that a lot of people are attracted to that fox. Knew it. I knew yeah. you'd know about this. People... We've forgotten people who are saying that you're going to enjoy this movie because of the fox. I've had some people say that you're going to develop a crush on this fox by watching this movie somehow. I think there's the Robin Hood fox, who is a sexy fox. Yeah. I also think there is a Maid Marian fox, who is a sexy fox. And I think a lot of people across various times in their lives have had interesting thoughts about some of these foxes and have been a little bit confused but that's that is the like main thing i've heard about this is like i fancy the cartoon fox <laughs> and i like that everyone was very adamant to tell us that mm. and then also run away with the vote here because this won by a healthy margin yeah i was surprised in part because of deviance sam because <laughs> No, no judgment. Hey, that's right. fine. Hey, Hold it's on. a sexy fox, guy. That's fine, guys. Whatever. This cartoon fox, is that the, the deviant art I've heard so much about oh, on the internet? The, uh, yeah. the off-spoken of deviant art. I might have to log into that account. If I got to dust off that password. Yeah, you're going to have uh, to get access to the, ho- the old Hotmail account as well to, <laughs> to reset that password, I'm afraid. <laughs> Are you excited for the prospect, though? Like, you know, the idea in your head that Disney meets a giant thing from your childhood in some respects and your local township. I'm definitely excited about it. Uh, This beat out some stiff competition that I thought would win. So we had Dumbo and we had The Little Mermaid, both of which obviously I haven't seen. I thought Little Mermaid was going to run away with it. Me too. And Dumbo would be second, because in my head, they're bigger movies. But it seems like Robin Hood has had a a stronger impact on people. I I don't want it to just because of the sexy fox. Dumbo's a much shorter movie. Oh, is it really short? (laughs) It is. You might Uh, have... We should put our weight behind Dumbo, man. (laughs) I'm hoping that the reason why people voted is because it's a really fun film and they've had a good time with it and not just because they want me to talk about the sexy fox look at that sexy fox but look that's what our listenership wants i'm gonna give them that content perhaps i don't know i will uh... just say from the offset that you're going to be fucking attracted to a fox you've not even seen them (laughs) i'm a glass half full kind of guy okay this fox with leftist views (laughs) 
<laughs> this sexy radical fox. Sounds pretty appealing to me, Kevin, and I don't even have to see him or her. I think technically, as part of the prevent program, I have to report you to the police now. As a former teacher, this guy's like dealing with some radical sorts. It seems here, kind of robbing the rich and fucking uh, a fox. But I'm excited for it. I'm excited to see what they do with the uh, with the law, with the story, the story that I don't know that much about, but I have some connection to. And last question, though, I uh, just popped into my head. Hmm. Any kind of like, hey, it's Nottingham, Disney's done a movie. Is there any sort of ownership of that? Or don't be talking about that now here. And they pull down the shutter, you know, because they're English. Do I feel like Disney have taken away for, or, or that Nottingham are protective of it? And I'm asking you to take a hypothetical, mm. take the temperature there in old Nottingham town and tell me like, if you could, you can tell me after the movie, you can maybe yeah. inquire amongst some Nottinghams, Nottinghams. Yeah. If it's kind of like, oh, around these parts, you mentioned that people are going to be like, no, that's not our Nottingham. Maybe we'll give you the Russell Crowe version, but that's a, a bastardization. I don't know, but we might get to see some of cartoon Nottingham. Ooh. Which I, to completely sidestep your question and not answer it, I'm excited to see some cartoon Nottingham. You know, maybe, maybe we'll get we'll... to see cartoon the house that was used in The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, yeah. yeah. might be able to see that. We might be able to see cartoon King's Furniture Warehouse. I can't wait. What cartoon hooters? Well, I think we might get there anyway, but it's <laughs> judging from the comments that you folks have left us. But um, all right, are you ready to go do this? Oh shit, we got a mailbag. We haven't done any mailbag. Yeah. Oh man, you get all excited talking about a fox. You forget there's a mailbag to get into. Bring that bag in here. Uh, welcome to the mailbag. Hey, if you've got any questions, queries, comments, stuff for the mailbag, send it on over to cinemaswirl at gmail.com. That's cinemaswirl at gmail.com. Our first question here, and it's a brief question, comes in from Danny, who writes, Why does Kevin hate The Hobbit? What? Was, what? Why does Kevin ha- hate oh, The Hobbit? No, that's not very fun, is it? That's no. not very fun. Is, that's not in the spirit of this podcast. <laughs> you don't fucking send people from Game of Thrones a message go, why do you hate the white walkers all right <laughs> i have given no such indication no i've got i've got a fucking 3d blu-ray of it on my shelf yeah i have depopped my house to the fucking bone and still it stands still it stands that has remained de-depopped it is undepopped i straight up popped it sam is what i'm saying <laughs> just when i said undepop it sounded like a, 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 a polite british way of saying fart I've done a little undie pop. Oh, All right, Danny. We're going to get into The Hobbit and Kevin's feelings about it when we do those films, which is going to fucking happen eventually, all right? So we'll get into it then. Sorry, Danny, I don't know why I'm being so aggressive to you. I don't know why he hates The Hobbit. I had a bad experience when I went to go and see it in the cinema. Mm. But, hey, it's how many years ago was that? It's got to be at least five. Is so. it hatred? Do you feel hatred? Hate's a strong word. But yeah. That being said, like, it takes a lot of energy to hate, and I'm a lazy, lazy man, Sam, and we did just watch Battlefield Earth. I may have been all <laughs> depleted of hatred for one lifetime all right so one more question here it's a brief mailbag all right it's a brief mailbag room for a small one but this is a good question this comes in from lewis who writes do the lads get excited about special features on dvds (sighs) slash blu-rays etc what are your best and worst additional features you've ever encountered Mm. i'm personally very disappointed if i go into a special features menu and there's only trailers for other films in there i will say having gone digital a long time ago and only having a very Mm. few little box sets left that very much does feel like in the best way possible a 
email from the past. Yeah. Because in 2004, I am with you. The joy that extras oh. brought to me. It was it yeah. was a breathtaking thing. I did have a spy at this question earlier, Sam. Mm. And I, I've been in and out of this daydream all day thinking about all these different ones. And a lot of the strongest contenders... I don't think are fair to talk about at any length because I'm talking about the Aquatine Hunger Force, Nathan Barley, the day-to-day brass eye. I'm talking about DVDs that have flipped the idea of having a menu on its head. Yes. And that's always a fun time for me when I have to solve a puzzle to watch the episode that I want to see. I miss a DVD menu Easter egg. You know, yes. a, little, a little thing you could hover over and click on yes. and it would just give you some random stuff that you wouldn't expect. I got a good memory came flooding back about a specific movie that had a really good Easter egg that I think about quite a lot, mm. which is the Hellboy, the one that Guillermo del Toro did. Yes. On the special features on that, there is a hidden Easter egg where he's like, hi, I'm Guillermo del Toro and I'm the director of this movie. I also did narration in the opening bit and I didn't do a very good job and... And I was told I get to do another take and the cue cards were hard to read so my voice was strained and we didn't have time to do it and I just want to let you know that I'm not happy with it and I let you down. And that's it. That's a great bonus feature. It's hidden, which means that he's kind of like, if I put this out there for everyone to see, it's a bit weird. But like, in the most appropriate way to give a little apology that is kind of not a big deal and would feel strange, it is to hide it in an Easter egg like that. It was, a, I thought, very tactfully done. <laughs> now, look, when we're talking about DVD extras, all right, I want to briefly touch on the Lost Box sets. Or the Lost set, as it's known. The Lost set. I believe Series 2 or Series Series 3, the menu, or at least on one of the discs, the extras menu, would take the form of an orientation video yes! from one of the stations, and you get Dr. Marvin Candle coming on, doing his little thing with the glitchy bits and stuff cutting out. But like, whoa, hold on, this is more content from the thing. Is this canon? Do I have to go on Lostpedia and look up about this? That sort of stuff really excites me. Just little extra bits of fiction that exist in the DVD world. And when you mentioned there about like scene setting, I think anything like a Blade Runner or any of the Star Wars Blu-rays or anything, you know, where you're yeah, it's like fucking watching a cutscene every time you go into scene selection. I kind of feel like Blu-rays with their here comes a little peek of a menu. Oh, the little the little it's bottom got, menu. I feel like they were priming us to like start to forget about extras and be yeah. like. Right, you're going to be just watching the movies from now on. And, you know, audio commentaries, I feel, are their own separate thing. That's its own genre of thing. But, like, a good goof reel, a good yeah. hidden Easter egg, an alternate version of a pre-existing thing when you press a different button, a.k.a. you think you're watching Joss Whedon singing a song. Uh-uh, it's the hero of Canton, a man they call Jane singing a song. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I made you think of Serenity in the year 2020. <laughs> How's about that? Do you remember DVDs had, like, an angle button? You could There was an option to change yes. the angle uh, but well, no, no one, dvd remotes had that yeah no no one used that for actual angles but some dvd extras were hidden in the angles menu and he could change stuff I there think the matrix one of the special editions you could yeah. do that like i think any movie that knows its audience is the type that loves nerdy shit and extra bits and bobs and all that absolutely you know but like i find myself i'm a bit not in the appetite of extras much anymore because of so much of what i used to get is fulfilled by watching good video essays on youtube or listening to podcasts and things like that like i got the twin peaks season three like blu-ray box Mm. and had a load of extras on it and i just kind of i felt like i watched them like as an obligation as opposed to extras because i've been weaned off them for so long yes to be so excited by extras i think 
that a lot of internet things have replaced. You're, you're right, like, YouTube videos, even from the companies themselves making the things, so the gag reels and stuff will just end up on YouTube to promote it. Or social media, Sam. Yeah, or social media. Commentaries I used to love. I used to go through every commentary on, like, Simpsons stuff and Space yeah. and stuff like that. Love it. I heard someone say on Twitter at some point, I can't remember who this was, but this was a very astute observation, that audio commentaries on DVDs were how they got into the mentality of liking podcasts. It was, it was like a natural progression. Ah. If you if you, were, if you were really into audio commentaries back yeah. in the day, you're probably really into podcasts now because it's, it's people talking about stuff. So I think those needs have been met elsewhere, which is a shame. I don't... I mean, you mentioned that Twin Peaks Blu-ray. Yeah. I suppose modern stuff still does have extras, but I wonder if they've put in as much effort as they used to. Like, a Bill I'm... Bailey stand-up DVD, I remember, had so many fucking features. It had a quiz. It had games in it. That's it had cool. so much stuff. And I'm like, you don't need all that. But I loved that they went to the detail of doing that. I like the novelty of that. And yeah. also as well, like... I think it's something that I've heard people saying like, oh, they should have that on streaming services and such. But I think the rights mm. for like DVD extras, that's a fucking great It's like area. even more complicated. Yeah. 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 Where are the DVD extras? They're in a fucking landfill, mate. Yeah. <laughs> 200 yeah. copies of Paddington 2. <laughs> I think the audio commentaries would be something that you could integrate into most streaming services. They should. Fairly easily. And I, that would be a big, a big selling feature for me, I think. You know what? It has reminded me of a part of the movie watching experience experience that is, has left us really yeah. large and I think we're worse off for it and those of you who maintain your physical collections fucking godspeed because I imagine you're getting a lot of joy out of that where we are seeing but darkness so thank you Lewis you've brought up some interesting feelings there but basically we miss them we do miss those extras so thank you for your contributions to the mailbag this episode we, it's, we've had to keep it brief we've had to, had to keep it brief we'll come back and if you've got more stuff send it on in to cinemaswirl at gmail.com that's cinemaswirl at gmail.com Sam it's time for a movie are you ready to go to Nottingham I'm so ready Kevin that I'm already here (laughs) very good let's go do a cinema swirl back. Sam, we've just had a little traipse through some, <laughs> quite frankly, familiar territory. Oh. We're, we're only in bloody Sherwood Forest. No, we didn't go under the big dome. We just went over the even bigger dome. I'm talking about the dome of media ownership that is the Disney Corporation. Good on you, lads. Owning it all. And Sam, how do you think of uh, Robin Hood? Right, initial gut reaction from me is just, oh, that was nice, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, that was nice. Yeah. Yeah. That was nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Peek behind the scenes, Sam was genuinely worried before we started recording that he is, like, kind of not underwhelmed. That's not it. No. But is it fair to say, Sam, because I think I got this vibe as well, I would mean this in the nicest way possible. Yeah. It's a small L film now. It's a a nice little film. Small little film. cosy. Yeah. This movie. Neat. Nice, neat little neat. film. Yeah. There's not necessarily a whole lot to unpack here. Ugh. Mainly because the bits of animation you unpack are then recycled and reused in, in different bits <laughs> down the line. Like, you got your value out of that procession of ungulates, let me tell you. That was... <laughs> Very well done indeed. Yes, I had some slight concern that I, I'm not sure we've got loads to speak about here, but there are bits, <laughs> there's stuff. 
is a movie. It's still a movie. And I just think it does say a lot about how people, I think the myth around the movie though, as it being like less like a re representation of this is the best of Disney, because on the Wikipedia, it did say it is considered a minor offering by, by Disney fans. Yeah. But I think it speaks a lot, much like Keanu Reeves, to the current cultural relevance of it, because everyone's in their mother since 2018 has been talking about want to bang this fox. Yeah. <laughs> On now, everyone. I try to trace it. There's like a, a big article that was on the sci-fi website, but I swear right. there was other things that went on. Like loads of parody websites were talking about it for years. There are articles about like everybody be wanting to fuck at least one of these foxes. What's <laughs> going on? Right. <laughs> so I think that may have more than we, even though we kind of prepped the landing a bit there for saying that it was, you know, funded by deviancy. I don't think I fully realised till I watched the movie, kind of going like, oh, that was a grand little Sunday movie. Yeah. Hang on a second. I've just watched a Cinema Swirl movie. I felt like I could have mm. had a nap there. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I do worry that the sexy foxes may have crowded the discourse. And really, if you strip that back, there's not loads to talk about. Not in a not in a bad way. Not in a bad way. Not in a bad way. It's good. We've got lots to hang our hats on here. Yeah. We're going blow by blow through the history of Nottingham here. And I certainly have some big questions for Sam. Yeah. And I will tell you what a nature this movie is, right? At the start, I started writing down all the Latin names for all the creatures I recognised. But then I was lulled and I had a cup of tea and a biscuit into a, a sense of afternoon security. Mm. And Sam, I bloody forgot to do it then once all the big things came. No, that's all right. It put you in that same place of being plonked in front of a lovely VHS and just chilling out, you know, just spending some time. If I was wearing a different jumper, I would have fallen asleep, I think. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if a more comfortable jumper... A warmer jumper? I don't know. I'm just saying, though, Sam, this was borderline a knees up. And you're thinking, oh, what? It was a big party. No, my knees were up <laughs> on a stool because I was relaxed and slacked back. I'm usually backwards cap, ash catch him, ready to go, lean yeah. forward. I'm taking notes. I was delighted by the movie, Sam. Oh, yeah. Were you delighted by the movie, though? I think I was delighted by the movie. And you know what? We open up with a little bit of storybook text. We, we see a book opening and we get some text. I'm like, what is this? A, a bloody Wes Anderson flick? Right? <laughs> See, look, this is what I meant with not having much to talk about. I'm clutching at straws. <laughs> But like, I like as well that the first thing you see in the animated movie is this book and it's like, all right, the old animation arc is fairly easy if we're not even going to animate a book, lads. Ah, no, 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 no. Like, I bet there was arguments until the day of whether they'll use an actual hippo in this scene or not. Like, no, no, we'll animate that, I guess. But I'm having my book for real. This kid's film, I thought I was going to have to watch a film. I've been tricked into reading again. Imagine kids are so disappointed by that. Oh, got a book. Ugh. It is always interesting to look back at, at something like this and, you know, Disney taking lore and whatnot. Yeah. Apparently, they had been planning to do this since, like, the fucking 30s, but it just kept kind of getting pushed back. So not even they felt very strongly about the movie. When did it this seemed come out? At the time. 73, I think. Okay. Yeah, which is which is why you get some of them fucking guitars with chest hair later on in the uh, in some of the chase sequences. You know, I couldn't fully place it in time. I wasn't sure like when this was from. Ooh, some big bell bottom bass guitar. Yes, please. <laughs> Uh, Sam, I was going to ask you, is this mm. kind of why the English hate foxes? Because they remember them canny pair of foxes that nicked all the money of, yeah, uh, that's the of thing. kings. Um, <laughs> Prince John is actually the protagonist of this story. He's an English hero. <laughs> PJ in the house. Yes. Oh, yeah. So plot detail, right? And this is similar to King Arthur, what we reviewed over on Patreon. No, it's fucking I not. Saw, well, there's Stop a, that. There's a greedy brother of the king. 
who's now taking control of the crown because we only get x amount of cheeky sly references to the paywall material and you can't waste it on the fucking that shite right i'm sorry batman and robbins your episode (laughs) ones we've discussed this don't mention king arthur it's a good episode it's a good episode (laughs) right it's one of my favourites. <laughs> <laughs> and Robin Hood, he's the only hope because the people of Nottingham, they're being, uh, I was going to say diddled. <laughs> That's not what I mean. They're being, you know, overly taxed by a, a greedy prince. Now, all the Americans will be watching this going, so what, mate? Same problem. We just, you know, had a, rev- had a revolution. Mm. You know, what's, what's the problem with you? Like, where's your patriotism, huh? Are you asking me? <laughs> I'm asking you. You're English, remember. I am England. What happened there? What happened there, then? Well, did, I mean, did, did this happen? You tell me, King Richard, is he a real king? I'm sure there was a King Richard. How many yeah. kings do they teach you about? This this is... Uh... The Irish and the Americans, they were listening to this. I'm always trying to fucking pin down these Englishers and they're fucking slippery like eels and the other English people go ooh let's put that in a pie and then it's in a big old mess and I never get a straight answer so do you get set down like it's time to learn of kings and queens yeah lesson one King Eel the greatest king of all <laughs> the slippery king blessed be his jellied ways <laughs> I know Richard VIII here, you know, Henry VIII, you learned yeah. about him. Yeah, know yeah. him. Loads, loads of wives. Queen Victoria. Yeah. Learned about her. Is that more of a Blackadder thing, is it? Or yeah, and some other ones. Look, I don't think I was really fully paying attention in, in history lessons at school. I didn't focus on that. You didn't pay that. attention in well, king class? <laughs> you get a little bit bored, maybe, or I did. Or maybe the entirety of Britain did. I don't know. But I, my knowledge of kings and queens and royalty and stuff is kind of lacking. So there right, are some so real dark spots in my memory. What happened in Boston that fateful day in 1776 <laughs> was that they got angry and upset. What happens over here is yeah. that the English just became bored with their kings and stopped like learning about them and they just took all the money. Like I know they're there. I know they were there, but I was like, ah, you know. And that's why, to this day, the connection of the cities, particularly in the Midland region near Nottingham, mm. I'd be driving into Derbyshire and the sat nav wouldn't even know, Sam. It's ridiculous. So, hey, Kevin, we've got a narrator. Oh, that rooster! A singing narrator, Alan Adale, the rooster, telling us uh, what happened back old in Sherwood Forest. Here's the thing. No one in this fucking film sounds like they're from Nottingham. And that's very rich coming from me, who is from Nottingham. And my voice doesn't sound like it's from anywhere other than England. What is the Nottingham voice? I can't even do it. It's, is it, there is there is one, but you're just kind of there like, is oh, one. Yeah. There is one. Do you feel dirty when you do it? Like you're kind of selling out your kind of town. If I was to say dirty, I'd be dirty. No, dirt. that's, that's not. That sounds more Lincoln now. To be fair, well, this you know East Midlands, similar kind of zone. Yeah. You know. There, there are subtle. There's a subtlety to those ones. I couldn't tell the distinction between the areas when I lived no, around there. It's not one so. of the more iconic accents, but no one in this sounds like they've ever been anywhere near Nottingham. So you're telling me that no one in Nottingham has got a voice as so smooth <laughs> as buttered honey. Oh, and let me, can we just say right off yeah. the bat, okay? I said I watched this under a little bit of duress as a kid, mm. but it said a lot about 
about the hooks of the movie that as soon as that iconic tune oh, rang okay. in, uh, yeah. I, and we all know the tune. Five seven one one three. Get access to ringtones now. So here's where I know that song from, and this was a revelation to me because I didn't know this song was from Robin Hood. There's an animated GIF of that rooster doing the little steppy thing and playing the guitar, and the very nice slow little da dee da do do dee da do. That they play that right, and look, you know my sporting love is the beautiful game. Of course, I'm also partial to a bit of ice hockey and at the nottingham panthers games when someone is delaying play you know it's like oh come on mate get a move on come on you, you're slowing down the play they play that and i just thought so, it was a sorry, fun chicken song you antagonize the players no well kind of well, don't come yeah. down to nottingham unless you're ready to play well, the, fucking, <laughs> the baddies from the nighty ducks over here play the music to disorient the children <laughs> It's mostly to rile up the Sheffield Steelers, I imagine. Hey, oh, look, man, it, a Steeler doesn't suffer a fool gladly. If you're a Steeler fan and you're listening to this, here's what I've got to say to you. Thank you for your support, and I'm glad you're supporting ice hockey. <laughs> so, cheers for that. I was really, really certain that you were going to jam in your second Wes Anderson reference in less than 15 minutes there, because think- they use that bit in Fantastic Mr. Fox, I'm pretty sure. Sped oh, up. do they? Yeah, that's used in a bit, as far as I know. Probably, yeah. I've heard that song in other places, but the most iconic one for me is the ice hockey, and I had no idea it had a link to Nottingham, to Robin Hood, to all that kind of stuff. It's from that. I didn't know. I didn't know. We meet our titular fox, Mm. Robin Hood, Volpe's Volpe's, and a a foxy individual he is. And here's the thing. He's not like a lot of the other animals from the kind of the childhoods and whatnot that people are like, you know, the the people talk about the Cadbury's Caramel Bunny, you know, and there's an overt section we're, we're talking sexy you know. animals here. Yeah, 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 of, yeah okay. obviously. <laughs> Duh, come on, keep off. Yeah, yeah, okay, but yeah, yeah. There's a subtlety. This is a fox that if you are going to have relations with an animal, you take home to your mother and she'd be very happy indeed, I think. I've got one word for you, Kevin. Yeah. Confidence. Yes. The confidence, yes, confidence. of the man. Yes. Absolutely. He exudes charm and he's confident. Not cockiness. No, no, no. No, no. Never strays into arrogance. Never much so. Sure of his abilities. And I was sent down many fun parts at the start of this movie. Mm. And I think what may have happened here is that some of the fun parts the movie sent me on then made me kind of a bit tired because I'd done like, you know, something mentally straining and then this music took me away. Right. Because I wrote down Little John here. Obviously, Little John, you know, right hand bear. He's yeah. a big brown bear. Yeah. I wrote down Ursus Arctus because that's a brown bear. Oh. But then I was like, oh, is he a grizzly bear? And I'm like, well, what kind of bears did you have in England? So I only decided to check out the history of bears in England. Bloody British bears, mate. Best of British Best of bears, British bears. <laughs> And I tell you what, I love a good time on the internet looking at bears, and I dedicated a lot of time researching bears in my past, particularly sure. when I lived in Glasgow. A lot of my time was taken up with bears. No one uses these clips out of context. None of <laughs> none of you. Hey now, now come on now. Let's get back to talking about the sexy fox. <laughs> let's get back to, let's talk about the sexy bear. Yeah, I looked up about it. Sam, do you know we don't actually know in the United Kingdom here why it is that the bears went extinct? And there's a research project being taken underway for the last two years from Nottingham University, Yay! where they're going to try and find our baby. We're off. Looking for bears, all right? Where do they come from? Where do they go? Where have these bears gone? We might know. You 
know, in time with research. Cut and I, Joe. <laughs> Look, you were thinking all that, and you were doing yeah. research. Here's what I was thinking. It's funny that Little John is a big bear, isn't it? Isn't it, though? It's that's funny very that. good. That is, yes. I do like that. No, that is good. No, that's good, that. I do like that. He's, li- li- no, he's not little. He's, he's big. He's a big lad. There's a lot of what could best be described as round, jolly characters in this movie. Yeah. yeah. Lots of inflated-looking animals. The Sheriff of Nottingham, who I mm. was so ready with both barrels to fucking hate, is just kind of a mostly harmless, round fox. Yeah. Yes, he's not Canis a lupus. He's not a big baddie, is he? He's not quite he's a baddie, but he's a kind of ineffective, dopey, silly baddie. I feel sorry for him. I think he might have like a cyst or something that needs draining, because he's like really big and yeah. it's really like he's kind of alarmingly so uh, at points. You know. But people seem to respect the Sheriff of Nottingham. Mm-hmm. And you casually said this earlier. Does that that position still to this day does exist, right? There is a sheriff in Nottingham, right? Yeah. Yeah. Don't know who it is. Do they have a bit of fun with that, do they? Or they can just walk into place and just nick money and be like, "Oh, taxes." There you go. Them do they run around Centre Parks going, "Way," <laughs> <laughs> and you have to go. Fair play. That is the sheriff. So it's his remit. Yeah. It is his remit. If you don't like it, mate, vote him out. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed little John wondering about the morality of being robbers because they sort of it's a little bit of background to say, Hey, I'm Robin Hood, I steal from the rich and give to the poor and little John's like, Oh it's it, uh, uh, Robin. It's <laughs> <laughs> Robin is stealing okay. And Robin's sort of saying, Well, robbing is a naughty word. We never rob, we just borrow a bit from those who can afford it in that English accent, that trustworthy English accent, where you go, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, all right. Oh, mate, later on, he's straight up fucking grand larceny. Like, you know, he takes the amount of money where it's like, you're going to go into four stars here now <laughs> if you take the extra sack, son, and he fucking goes for it anyway. That's just the way he is. Another confident line from Robin Hood, when he hears the royal procession rolling by, or the horns and drums, like, sounds like another collection day for the poor, as in, I'm going to nick all this money and give it to the poor, which, it, uh, I can't stress this enough, is good but it's just like hey i'm i'm doing some nicking collection day for the poor because i'm robin hood i give to the poor i like that he gives to the poor it's probably yeah. the thing i like most about him you know that and his jaunty little hat i think we're, we're climbing over each other to be like no i like i do like giving no, to the i poor. do i do i want to impress the fox shut up i i've got a i've got a successful wrestling podcast fox i've got several direct debits robin so you know Oh, don't stop it. You don't want to go see ice hockey. That's not fun. You don't... I'll <laughs> <laughs> come there. Come this way. Here you go. I would say, Sam, despite mm. the fact that no one is really trying to do an English accent, they're still all better accents by far than anything Dick Van Dyke came up with. Oh, okay. I, th- I thought you were going to say Dick Van Dyke was in this. No, in this, no, 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 no. I thought you were going to say he was like the... <laughs> he was Prince John or something. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, much more convincing. I think there are some British people in this. I reckon what they did was anytime there was a Disney movie after... Mary Poppins, where there were anything approaching English accents, yeah. they just kind of put up like, you know, like, don't let this person in. Like, just put up a little, little picture of him in the recording booth. Like, not this. Right, not this. <laughs> Barred from this recording. Had that. Don't let it. If he tries to sneak back in, don't let him. And he will. He will try. Don't Board up him. the chimneys, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> 
So starting off here where I'm like, oh, I see. Disney's got a fucking problem with fucking ungulates and hoofed mammals here. Yep. And then I was looking here, oh, the hippos, oh, the rhinos, oh, all these naughty animals. And then I'm like, oh, I see is they've just got a fucking problem with the overweight animals because all the baddies are rotund in this. Well, all the kind of like generic, n- no personality muscle. They're the big old boys, you know, your rhinos, your elephants. They're marching along in the royal Hippopotamuses. And speaking of we're introduced to our, our big baddies here. Oh, here we go now. Prince John and Sir Hiss, right? AKA the campus lion you ever did see. Taxes! Beautiful, Ooh. lovely taxes. Mommy! <laughs> Fondling a big pile of coins. That that was lovely stuff. The introduction we get to him is saying, taxes, and just just touching coins. Oh, do you remember touching coins? I do, uh, a long time yeah. ago, you yeah. know, and something that I hope to do again someday. Touch nah, a touch a now. nice a nice coin. <laughs> no, no more coin touching. It is like a very nice way mm. of providing the basic knowledge of what taxes are that I would hazard a guess that most of us to this day still think that is what taxes are and what people do with them. Yeah, a naughty rich man <laughs> taking our money. I don't like it. I don't like taxes. That that, that awful lion comes in and he, he takes our money. Boo! Bad lion. I mean, for, to explain tax to kids is going to be complicated, isn't it? No one's going to want to do that. No, like no, no, Fisher-Price no, no, no. avoided that place set for generations at this Look, point. This guy, he's the bad bastard. He's taking the tax from the poor people. i tell you what I do like, and I think should be the, the little town phrase of Nottingham. The richest plum of them all. Ooh. As he's travelling up to go towards Nottingham, he's like, oh, Nottingham. The richest plum of them all. And I'm like, it's it's fucking not. But maybe it was back then. It does kind of make it feel like something that Nottingham City Council maybe came up with, where they're like, right, so what's the advertisement to get people to Nottingham? Uh, we could call it richest plum of them all. Um, and do you think that will get the people away from Derby? I think... <laughs> I uh, tell you what, Derby will get the people away from Derby. All right, oh, mic drop. Boom. There yeah. he is. I'm, I'm saying it. I'm Sheffield, saying it. Derby. It's true <laughs> what they say about lockdown. It's all coming to the surface. <laughs> Yo, make your break time. You know, I like the snake, Sir Piss. Sorry, Sir Hiss, who I believe was a European adder, which is a viper barus. Oh yes, you did your research. And we got all these nice zoom-ins, and something I really enjoyed about the movie mm. was the kind of, like, rough edges to the animation. Like yes. You can see the kind of little scratchy marks. I fucking love that. You can see where they've drawn the shapes to make the animals in some cases, and it's a nice little... Rust- it's rustic. It is it's rustic. rustic animations. It's, it's yeah. the baked soda bread of, of animation is what you're seeing here. It's got a crust to it. It's got some knobbly bits, you know? Yeah, but big portions. You know, a lot. I was worried because when we were coming up with the list, I was straight away thinking Cinderella and Sleeping Beauty. Yeah. And Joe, the intern, rightly pointed out that even though they're big classics and probably arguably more important Disney movies, that there's a real issue that a lot of the old Disney movies, Snow White as well, where they've kind of done these weird HD remasters Uh, and it's like they've kind of filled them in on paint with a fill tool. Right. So they they look weird. Yeah. I'm glad we got this down and dirty, rustic looking style animation been uh, upscaled I'll tell you that this is this is as crap as it was 
<laughs> no, it's nice. It's nice. It's cosy. Uh, so basically, this man is loud of thumb and small of kyan, which is Irish for head. Uh, the the crown that does not quite fit the head. I like that because it taught people the importance of lineage. And mm. I don't know how many times the crown has been scooped up just because someone decided that they're going to wear it. I didn't realise it was quite that literal a scenario in your United Kingdom. I don't know, mate. Wasn't paying attention in the old history lessons. Uh, could be. Could be. What was going on with the snake hypnotising him? Was he like, you're going to he like financially dominate him or something like that? I didn't quite understand what's going on. I don't know if this fully goes into like deviant art clips for sale territory all the time. I'm looking at it through that lens. Like, you're the ones who did this now. You fucking forward for this. But no, there is just a little glimpse of Sir Hiss just becoming a hypnotist for a minute and doing the, the spiralized thing. Not what you do with a carrot to you know make it no he's got spiral eyes and that never really comes up again it's just like hey he's a snake he can hypnotize people sure uh, yeah bit of fun it, it looks cool didn't really do much with his cool power did yeah, he but it looks cool yeah i guess you could argue for that yeah. <laughs> they're gonna jack this royal coach even mm. though and i quote this is this fucking fair weather bullshit Whoa, Robin Hood, there's a, a law against robbing royalty. Who have you been robbing up until this point? <laughs> Peasants? Where, where it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Take a free shot at me. It's all fair <laughs> game. But where it's royalty. That sheriff doesn't give a shit if I rob you. <laughs> also, hey, very fun visual gag just before this bit of an elephant doing a big, you know, the noise of a horn. You're, <laughs> it, but it's coming out of an elephant's trunk, uh, you know. You gotta find these things where you can, and that was fun. I like that. I like as well that Disney was like, you know, even in medieval times or Roman times, where there would have probably been things like bears and wolves around, it's not good enough. Could you pop all elephants in there as well, please? Kids aren't looking for historically accurate naturally accurate representations of what was around. They just want the fun animals. If you were made to study the mammals, the woodland mammals of the United Kingdom and Ireland, yes, you do care, Sam. Okay. Yes, you care a lot indeed. Where were the weasels? Well, Where were they? <laughs> they weren't here. They weren't here. I don't think I saw a single weasel. Sorry, where are we? Ireland, where there are also no weasels. <laughs> Look, you got to have some fun animals in there, and elephants are fun animals, all right? Weasels. England's got the non-fun animals, is what you're saying. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh look, it's a stoat. Nah. Elephant. Way. Look at his big ears. You're talking about celebrations animals here. Like England's got quality street animals, is what you're telling me. Like, you yeah, know. yeah, yeah. And it's what, exciting when you think about it. To give us a bit, I guess. <laughs> Look, Robin and Little John, in order to rob this royal coach, they're dressed as lady fortune tellers. Many disguises in this movie. Many disguises. This is their first one. Prince John, the bad lion bastard. Oh, fortune tellers. How droll. Isn't <laughs> like, droll, droll. Isn't it, mate? <laughs> Why is that droll? Yeah, I do love the, the campness of Prince John. The lads are nicking all this stuff. Oh, I love this. This is great. Yeah. You know, the little fake fortune routine. And, you know, much like you were saying earlier, oh, missing handling coins, sucking gems up off the floor. I really, I miss that this in the shop sucking. as well. Yeah. 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 They're running a con on Johnny. It's a John con. It's a proper John con. <laughs> also, right, here's the thing. I don't know if in oldie England... Back in old times, they had hubcaps, right? Because like, yeah. the line, solid gold hubcap. Did they have hubcaps? 
Come on. I mean, I know they had arches and they had rims. Oh, they had wheels. They they had had wheels. They had rides, obviously, you know. How pimped, I'm not entirely sure. I couldn't say with with confidence. No, I didn't see a sort of anthropomorphic animal representation of Tim Westwood in the background. And I wish I had. (laughs) I'll tell you what, they're spoiled for choice with the old disguise routine because Mm. they can turn into different animals, wear different uniforms... And go for different genders as well. So, like, yeah. you've got, like, little John. Sometimes he's dressed up as a woman. Sometimes he's dressed up as a as a prince from far away. We jump between classes and orders of animals when yeah, it yeah. comes to... The, and it kind of does make me want to see, even though I have strong opinions against dressing up animals, I do really kind of want to see a fox dressed up as a bird. Yeah, yeah, it did. That did look funny later on, it? Didn't did. It, it did. Yeah. Too funny, Sam. <laughs> hey, here's the thing. Little John, wearing his Lady Fortune, teller outfit coins pouring into the bosom of the outfit that he's wearing so that he's got big coin breasts (laughs) 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 i'm really having difficulty with my words here it's all right sam and one of the rhinos finding that sexy and looking at the big coin boobies wonderful stuff you know and i don't think there's enough of that now in modern movies big coin boob humor i I was glad to see that in this kids movie i like the confidence in the disney company being like no i would think rhinos love tits most of all like you know i think that would be their favorite if as a species they had preference yeah but right you take one look at a rhino and you're like yeah you know you just know you look at it you know but through all these distractions even though sir hiss was was trying to warn prince john he realizes he's been robbed i've been robbed i've got a question for you yeah well i should know this given that i'm english and i should know about history yes did everyone back in the day say oodalali or is that just from this film i've never heard oodalali before i was wondering if that was like a little like a nottingham thing even it sounds like a phrase used to sell light beer doesn't it what was that thing recently? Dilly Dilly. Remember dilly. that? Oh, uh, that'd be, that was Brudalali you were thinking of, I think. Uh. <laughs> Oodalali. But everyone says it. It's a little catchphrase in this. Everyone goes, Oodalali, I'm going to Nottingham. Maybe I'll start saying that now when I'm on the bus. Oodalali. Oodalali. I'm sure it's got some relevance. Maybe it's a, a thing that I've, that's passed me by, but I've never heard that before. So we uh, see the sheriff hanging around Nottingham Town, mm-hmm. the sweetest pub of them all, where there's a thousand dollars reward for Robin Hood, mm. dead or alive. <laughs> Kill that fucking fox, yeah. And I'll tell you what, whether it's watching professional wrestling, Disney movies, whatever it is, I love that if you dial back the years like you go back 15 or 20 years minimum and anything for kids it's like i'm gonna kill him kill him dead die kill him i'm gonna murder batman he will be hanged until death (laughs) (laughs) fucking hell i wrote that down as hyperbole here later on they topped us yeah 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 they keep going yeah the sheriff of nottingham he's been also he's a wolf i think with a a southern american drawl he has he's got a nice nice lilt to him he's collecting taxes from the poor folks including one lad who's hiding coins in his leg cast because he's got a busted leg. Oh, Aww. now, this is why I, I like the use of the dogs to be like the kind of the downtrodden folks and whatnot. Mm. But <laughs> there's something that was really upsetting about this. I saw Friar, is Friar Chuck, that's it, yeah. And I was like, what's he meant to be then? And I looked up on Wikipedia and they said, oh, it's a badger. Brackets, melees, melees, whatever. And then we have to have a chat about the fact that he's got like skin coloured and it's like he's a big massive engorged 
shaved badger and it's really upsetting me thinking about it yeah he's got he's a badger, he's a badger but he's got human he's got puce skin and it's it's just like it's horrible it is really horrible so all you're saying is you've you've looked at the badger man and it's un- it's unpleasant to think about what's happened there. And I've not even seen shaved badgers. I'm not saying that. I have seen like out oh. of curiosity before many animals without their coats. A bear without its coat is the fucking saddest thing in the world. That sounds I, like I, it would be scary. It is. I learned about yeah. like I did a study on mites and alopecia and stuff like that. So I've seen my fair share of nude mammals, and it just made me miserable to think about the fact that he was like they made him as big as the bear as well. Like they they yeah, go yeah, out of their way lad. to show he's a physical presence. So mm. it's a big. He's like eating all the other badgers up or something. Is it? Oh, is this why we fucking <laughs> we went and we tried to kill all the badgers because you thought they're a massive Catholic badgers going to run around and convert y'all or something give your cows tb it's all bullshit yeah is this the one badger that brian may tried to save i don't know (laughs) anyway it's an interesting character design to look at and think about no it's not don't no don't do that don't let it be too long but the sheriff he's been a a right bugger to all the poor families including a family of bunny rabbits oh taking a boy's birthday present which was a his own his first farthing like a farthing coin i don't know what that is it's one penny short of a bicycle as far as i know okay yeah But what I think is is nice a, a about bravo, this. A bravo. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Some some bicyclist humor finally on the podcast. Now, what I enjoyed most about this Sam, is that in this scene you can kind of go, okay, the sheriff of Nottingham continues his reign of terror. Christmas are coming. The geese are getting fat. Prince yeah. John is pissed and he wants extra tax. Boom! Give it to me, little boy. You could view it like that. Yeah. Or you could view it from the natural world, where a fucking wolf has come in to a school of rabbits into their little little school and all he did was take a little shiny thing away from and no blood was shed if i showed that yeah. to a little child and they were like what does this say about the natural world kevin and i i don't know i don't know i don't know <laughs> I just didn't think I'd be coming away from this thinking that Wolves and the Sheriff of Nottingham I may have misjudged a little bit in my previous estimations. Yeah, not not too bad. Not too yeah. bad. No. All right. Robin Hood's coming in in disguise. Ooh, another disguise. As a blind man. To save this little lad's birthday, he gives the little boy a, a, his bow and arrow and even his hat. And there's a little rabbit, the little sister of the boy whose birthday it is, going, Oh, bye, Mr. Robin Hood. Like the the most cutesy little kid's voice Ah. I think I've ever heard. Robin Hood. Wait for me. It's uncute, though, than a little fluffy animal being given a deadly weapon, though, isn't it? You must learn the ways of guerrilla warfare. They outnumber us, but we have the advantage. Join the next generation of freedom fighters, little rabbit boy. The mum of the family, as all the kids are really happy, said, oh, thank you, Robin. We don't know how we could repay you. And he just said, hey, I wish I could have done more. You know, Look, tell you what, just give me another two children for the cause and then we'll call it squares, all right? Come now, it's off to the war for you. A line he says, right, he says, keep your chin up. Someday there'll be happiness again in Nottingham. You'll see. And I was like, ah, no, hey! there won't. There'll be furniture warehouses, but I don't think there's going to be happiness, all right? It's very cute that all these animal children are clearly voiced by actual kids, isn't it? Yeah, and I think my mind was telling me that I was having too much cute time here. Because mm. what next, it genuinely was ashamed of that my mind went here. But when they had the little bunny boy take out his bow and arrow and shoot it into the air, yeah. my immediate thought was just Ralph Cipperella running with his child. No! Oh, it's God, been yeah. a horrible accident from the Sopranos. I just... 
I know it's the 70s and all that, but you shouldn't be giving that child that deadly weapon. No. There are lessons to be learned here. It was a different time. It was a different time. You could play with a brick, a bow and arrow. You could do whatever you wanted. Hey, Kevin. Kevin. Hey. We're now introduced to a couple of characters here. We've got Lady Cluck. Lady Cluck. A nice, lovely Scottish lady. I don't know who she's supposed to be in the... Robin Hood lore. She's meant to be playing the kind of the maid in waiting type that you always see. The kind mm. of the nursery mage. Yeah. You know. Looking after everyone. Cake shaped lady with a hat. <laughs> that that one that you see in Blackadder. Come on. Yeah. Cake shaped is a good description. And we've got Maid Marion and I mean... Yeah, and she says that Prince John is her uncle, and I was like, hang on a second here. Does that mean her dad's a fucking lion, or... Oh, yeah. Did the lion... Look, we've already been talking about humans fucking foxes. A lion diddling a fox is nothing now. Mate, royalty, innit? So, it's gonna be... There's a power imbalance there, though, isn't there, Sam? There's an inherent weird power imbalance between a fox and and a a lion. lion. Yeah... I don't like it. Lions very visibly bite their partners during. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, it's proper. They sink the teeth in like a vampire. And like, if you're interested to know about a lion's penis, it's got... Oh, yes, please. It's got barbs on the end right. of it. Sam. Yeah. Sam, you know, I used to tell the people of Lincoln about the barbed lion penis on a, on a weekly basis back in the day. It's like a cactus, one of those really horrible ones that you'd be like, oh, the barbs are so big, I won't actually hit it. That's how scary and big they are. Foxes have weird dicks as well, don't they? They've got, like, corkscrew penises. Corks? No, is that a pig? No, no, no. There are some animals. A duck's got a corkscrew, willy. But um, let me just double-check on my fox penis If you can look up fox penis. Okay, so it is pretty much... (laughs) I'd say there now, Sam... It's got a little bulb on it. It's um, it's like a strawberry. Oh, Kevin. Okay. It's like a a, a long... <laughs> it's like, I'm really sorry that my voice has gone weird. I can't say it like it's like a long strawberry. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners at home, I didn't expect Kevin to actually show me an image of a fox's penis. Well, I'm not going up to the text on the shelf, Sam. I'll get you a proper illustration, boy. Oh, yeah. Wow. You want mid-recording research? It'll be down and dirty and in your face. I've told you this before. Well, <laughs> all of this to say that yes, I understand that the maid Marion character character design is an attractive lady not but again not overtly sexual no I no no say. no but she's a nice fox you could bring home to mum and then afterwards you'd get a little text going she's nice yes and whatever your parent approximates for emoji use be it lots of excavation marks or the text being in capital letters or yeah. classic emoji you know she's nice that would, yeah she's nice yeah. you get that and they're playing shuttlecock those two lady cluck and maid marion and we get we get a bit of the shuttlecock going down lady cluck's cleavage that there's more booby humor i didn't expect this amount of booby humor there's two booby bits here good thing there's no rhinos around jesus christ <laughs> they did fucking they'd have stampeded with that <laughs> and the little kids one of them shot his arrow into the royal castle bit I think. Yeah. Like, yeah they're, they're, and Lady it's Cluck an off. excuse to lurk on the castle grounds, isn't it? You and know? So they're coming in looking in, but like, oh, what, oh, what's going on? And the little boy, the confident little boy with all that Robin Hood confidence he's been given, runs in there to go and get his arrow back. And Maid Marion's delighted about it. Yeah, because it turns out no one in the court likes Prince John. They're like, fuck the phony pretender king. Off with his head. The fucking streets of Nottingham will run red with blood. I'll Kill show him. you a fucking juicy plum. <laughs> 
very violent the people of nottingham but yeah these little kids they're like oh gee you're you're very beautiful may marion uh, i don't, I don't yeah. know why my mind immediately was did they vote for brexit in nottingham <laughs> <laughs> i can't remember if if they did <laughs> The maid Marion gives a little smooch to the little boy rabbit because they're kind of role-playing as Robin Hood and saving the day and doing all that kind of stuff. And he's like, kissing, that's sissy stuff. Bleh, yeah, yuck, blah, 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 blah. And his mates are all laughing at him. He's going to grow up and be like, fuck, maid Marion kissed me. And I, I was there thinking that wasn't cool. Now, that's cool. Imagine all the... Deviant art people on the internet who <laughs> want to get a kiss off of Maid Marion. Oh no, there's definitely there's definitely some sort of uh, you know whole thing with the the rabbits and that. Oh no, y- you know you know how oh, they no. would though. Oh, no, there would be a whole thing about no, they, they would. But no, no, oh no. But look, I tell you what though, Robin Hood he's in love as well, and it's very nice that they're both yeah. in love. Very clear, no like kind of no too many big obstacles between it. We feel like this is going to be a happy story. They used to go out, and they're both still very much in love with each other but they don't realize that they both still love each other because robin hood's too busy mooning and moping which is a great fucking phrase <laughs> like i feel if i was legitimately depressed and someone said stop mooning and moping it'd be so silly that i think it would actually snap me out of it well to me i'm just thinking like you're really sad but you're getting your bum out all the same is that <laughs> is that what it means oh it was the worst moonings the sad ones <laughs> A fucking a dreary overcast day, a smattering of rain. Oh, there we go. Uh, <laughs> at a bus stop. Oh. Hey, we get some cool plot stuff here. Yeah, we're going to break, enter, and marry. Yeah, Frytuck's like, oh, this is... Oh! <laughs> hey, oh. oh! Prince Johnny's hosting an archery tournament, and the winner gets a kiss off Maid Marion. Is that all right as a prize? Probably not. But, you know, it's fine, isn't it? Well, what happened was they had done a golden arrow, but there have been so many inquiries of whether or not Maid Marion came with the golden arrow. Oh, you. They and then, as just, they just they bundled it in. It's a bundle. Give these perverts what they want. So he comes in, disguised, as I mentioned earlier, as a crow, which yes. I thought was great because he's very crafty and like if he had dressed uh, up as yes. a rhino and they're like hang on a minute this guy's been all crafty he hasn't mentioned boobs once i don't buy it <laughs> but no. they're like oh that's crow. very crafty it is using a tool this crow and that's not ordinary actually they would have been like oh that's actually to be expected yeah i don't know why i got the image in my head of like i want to see a crow have a go at opening a banana because i'd say they do a really <laughs> they'd have a good crack at it sound they would Hey, I got a photo the other day when I was walking through a park of a crow with a child's dummy, you know, a pacifier (laughs) in in its beak. And I was like, I don't know if anyone else has... There must be very few photos of that, right? Because it was perfect. That's a rarity. Had it in his beak like he was sucking on a dummy. When I was younger, I once saw... I was out in kind of a stony beach, way, way out, you know, Galway, middle of fucking nowhere, like Mm. proper isolated big crashy waves and i saw a crow picking up a mussel and dropping it yeah. onto stones to open it up so oh, it could crafty the fucking crafty man crafty that's crow. why you, those of you who scoffed at the banana i bet you didn't think he'd open a mussel no. that's all I, yeah. I struggle with opening mussels banana's easy for me but i'm just saying yeah you know what the more i think about it i would like to see a crow have a I go at see a that. banana yeah, yeah I think that could be a much less problematic thing than like when I was in Japan I saw a lot of things that like you know it's a fucking snake fighting a tarantula or you know, it was real life Pokemon I was like this is yeah. weird we shouldn't be watching this yeah but the, 
but this version seems more like Taskmaster. Yeah, put a crow in an arena with a banana and Alex Horn is there with a clipboard. I think that would be very good. <laughs> Your time starts now, crow. Off you go. Dave, you can pick up where you've missed off now. You know, there's, there's an opening there, you know, and it's COVID <laughs> compliant. <laughs> So, yeah, Robin's here disguised as a crow. Uh, this is all part of Prince John's plan. He, it's a trap to lure in Robin Hood, this archery thing. He knows that Robin's going to come because he's going to want that smooch off Maid Marion. And he's going to be a disguise. He knows this. Prince John's not a, a fool. More deviant stuff here when Sir Hiss blows himself up in a big balloon. Oh, God. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Now, here's the thing, right? I remember I had a South African friend who was, uh, who was let's just say, an experienced individual. Okay. And he mentioned to me once when I was, I was like 18, he's like, do you know that there's people who are really into like balloons and then things being inflated? And I was like, really? That sounds so silly. And then he goes, no, it's not silly, Kevin. They sit around all day with balloons. It's a sad, dark life. And he oh. was like deadly serious. And I always took it then to be that it was this really fucking dark, grotesque world. What do you think of it? It's balloons, man. Oh, that's a bit funny. It's a bit fun. I yeah. mean, this snake looked like he was having a whale of a time. <laughs> so, Sir Hiss, he's sad because Prince John, he's cast him away because he's been taken in by Little John, disguised as Sir Reginald's Duke of Chutney, oh, who's given no. him nicknames like PJ and being a cool dude. And he's like, oh, get out of here, you stupid snake. I'm not your mate anymore. Go and look for Robin Hood. And, and so, yeah, Sir Hiss. And he's like, you know what? I'll opt not to hypnotise him in spite yeah. of what I've done earlier. Despite <laughs> the fact I have the capability to do that, yeah. what I will do instead is put my head in a balloon, inflate it around my head, and then waggle my tail around to form a sort of weird rudimentary helicopter but oh it's a good image it is oh, it like is it. but it, it's a dangerous image again because you imagine like how many snakes they found strewn across the countryside like their faces wrapped in plastic like what happened reconnaissance gone wrong once again i don't know why the snakes do it it's like it's a real fine line you're you're really playing with fucking god here yeah it's not a good message for kids either if you put a balloon over your head you could become a helicopter don't yeah guys i don't. mean just stay away from kids all right although yeah. i will say I think that I really enjoyed was the crocodile because he had a voice the that worst was a sore throat I've ever had. <laughs> oh, that was great. That was proper. I love that. That was very silly indeed. Yeah. It is what you think a crocodile would sound like, though, isn't it? It is. And yeah. what do you know is when it comes to archery, Robin Hood, kids are natural. He's really oh, fucking he's good, good at archery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even on crow stilts. Even though, as he's known to do, as is often cited in the lore of Robin Hood, the sheriff cheats at archery. <laughs> so yeah, he's, he's there again, like, the vultures. And if there is any sort of a hierarchy, the birds are at the bottom of it. Yeah. Their lack of milk is viewed very negatively in this world. <laughs> I'm not sure why, but it is the case, isn't it? These vultures are really lowest of the low. Lackeys. Dogs' bodies. Bird brains is what they're <laughs> calling them. Yeah? We get your classic, oh, no one's going to get a bullseye. I've heard of a bullseye, but a bull having two eyes? Get the fuck out of town. Boom, splits it right down the middle. Yeah, despite the sheriff like nudging him or getting vultures to jump around inside the target, it doesn't make any difference. Didn't matter that he had the crow handicap. He was absolutely fine no. here. Yep. It's a trap, though. The whole ah. thing is a silly ruse and turns out that they're going to fucking kill Robin Hood. They're just like, quickly kill him, get him, and murder him very accurate for the life of a fox in england here's the quote for you sudden instant and even immediate death yikes enjoying the film kids they're gonna yeah. they're gonna kill robin hood he's gonna die before robin can be killed little john is he's back 
behind a curtain, threatening the prince with a knife, and gets him to free Robin Hood. And then everything just fucking spirals out of control and everyone's sword fighting each other. Yeah, there is kind of a bit of a, in the battle scene, I was like, oh, you know, things are going on well here. And then I realised that this scene, which is very puffed up, like, you know, if there are yeah. bellows that could be used to make this scene last any longer, I don't know if they exist. <laughs> because it felt like you were getting a lot of the same kind of crash bang wallop. But like, that's no fucking valid criticism of no, it because no. that's how animation got made. That's yeah. how it was at the time. And yeah. It's tricky time consuming stuff to animate, but we get all of our action in one big go here and we get as much of it as we possibly can even if that means reusing some bits pies in people's faces uh, rhinos running into tents and shit cartoon sound effects great what i didn't understand sam mm. maybe you could fill this in if this is a thing that popped up with robin hood or not that it was less so much about robbing from the rich and more about the rightful king richard resuming his place on the throne because it suddenly becomes a king richard insurrection you know uh, yeah. or i should say not an insurrection because if anything prince john the steward to this throne last remnant name of a house bereft of loyalty and you at the end of the movie where he started fire is like no tries and sets fire to Sir Hiss. It's ridiculous. But like, yeah. it is pretty much like Robin Hood saying, hang on a second, there are people who are in charge. We are loyalists to the crown and we will crush this attempted insurrection by the, the inferior bloodline. Long yeah. live King Richard. King Richard, the big lion. It does sort of sway into that direction a bit, doesn't it? But it's, All I'll say, Sam, is it's very English. <laughs> it's it very pivoted, English. It pivoted into the interests of the crown. Like, if someone came in and said, I, for one, think we should stand up for the East India Trading Company, then maybe it would have been... The baddie lion looks like a baddie. The goody lion, who we see later on, looks like a goody. And that's that's enough for me. One of them Christian lions that you have from the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, isn't he? (laughs) Oh, hey, so he's been shot down at one point in his balloon helicopter and stuffed into a barrel of ale. The hen! He is. The hen pretty much fucks everyone up. And this is a scene where it's done like kind of like an American football style movie. And (laughs) you had her running around and at points, various sizes she became. There was kind of a great inconsistency. (laughs) It's a cartoon. Hey, if I'm fucking roasting on Boxing Day, I'd like to know the size of it, please. Big, small, what's this? Ah, depends on what sport she's playing as to what size she is, or you know. But yeah, she's she's probably American footballing her way through all of these security rhinos. But it's impressive, funny stuff. Lil John, Wario attacks, lot of sassy music. This is where it kind of became like it was the tail end of a Frank Zappa album or something, where it's like <laughs> Long live King Richard. Fuck you. Ah, bye. Yeah. Get and it's away. all very swashbuckling. Yeah. Yeah. Buckles have been swashed. So Sir Hiss, his story arc seems to be just a mishmash of occasions where something funny could happen from something that he can do or has happened to him. And they don't yeah. really play into it. Like the hypnotism really. thing. You think, okay, he's going to do something with that later. The fact that he's been dunked in a barrel of ale and he comes out pissed as a fart. You think, okay, this drunk snake is going to fuck some shit up. No. Nah. No, nah, we just gave him ah, I'm a bit woozy. We segue into the love song of the film, a song which I think was nominated for Oscar that year, but it started off inoffensively Disney enough until the line, now you're all grown up inside of me. That, Mm, yeah. hang on now, I know there's an ellipsis there, but... (laughs) mm. I might go back to the drawing board and maybe just 
Just make sure those are the words in the order that you want to use them. It's something that always happens in Disney movies where two characters sing a song and then the kind of the scene will move over to where there's like someone else watching and it wasn't any better when it's like, we're talking about growing up and being in love and then Friar freaks watching in the corner. I'm a scary badger thing. And rubbing himself in antibacterial gel must shave off. (laughs) And all the other animals are here as well. They've spoiled all the nice romantic sequence. And they all start singing a song, that's the thrust of which is basically, Prince John is a dickhead. He's the phony king of England. It's not the system of government. It's just that we've got a bad egg at the moment, is all. Yes. And yes, we yes, need yes, a yes, good yes. egg back for the righteous rule of monarchy. And I'm very fond of cartoon animals dancing. You know yeah. what? And th- yeah. there's great stuff here. A classic animation. Animals of all shapes and sizes dancing is pretty much the antithesis of Watership Down, if you're looking for that type of a thing. And oh no, the song's been come a hit because it's all gone the, baddies, viral. the baddies are singing it that's terrible yeah. oh, and it's a proper diss track against pj he's furious when he hears it pj's furious and he reacts just like me on roller coaster tycoon where i'm like losing triple taxis <laughs> make all the fries salty no bathrooms <laughs> The, the poor people of Nottingham, they're having an absolute ah. nightmare here. Oh, yeah. This was very, like, 2008, wasn't it? All the high street all boarded up. Oh. And it was really sad, folks, is that, you know, when I was around Nottingham when I first Ooh. moved to the area, it would have been around 2010. And it's fair to say, Sam, the East Midlands took a bit of a battering with the old economic storm that happened around yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. There were all these empty shops in Nottingham mm. and they had the lovely idea of the council where they're like <laughs> they put these signs up where it said it's not an empty shop mate it's a fucking opportunity <laughs> and it's just the fact that they never shifted any of those was like no. man this is the f- there's too many opportunities in <laughs> plenty of opportunities in Nottingham I'll tell you that yeah the, the poor people in Nottingham they're having a nightmare here if they can't pay their triple taxes they're getting sent straight to jail yeah bailiff's uh, yeah. jail jailiff even Alan and Adele our narrator rooster he's in prison as well ah songs are against the law according to the evil protestant king prince john and i couldn't help but spend a bit of time trying to figure out the hierarchy here i'm thinking oh are you you going on that stupid zoology ecology thing again no i'm talking about uh, yeah a bit of that obviously (laughs) yes obvious sure obviously but as well I like prison dramas like Oz and such, so I was very intrigued Mm. to figure out how it all worked because it felt like the rabbits... Like, they were giving a little bit to the mice, but that was kind of like a soft flex. Right. And whatever it was that the turtles did to the dogs, they're their bitch now, pretty much. So, like, you know, they say you go up to the biggest animal from outside of your class and you fuck them up on the first day in, in jail. And then they're feeding you crumbs, they're washing your sores, you know. Yeah, yeah. So you've got you've got prison hierarchies and you've got food chain versus prison hierarchy. And don't even get me started on how carbon flows through that chain. You'd be surprised. So the poor box is the next thing that gets taxed. Oh god, yeah. Alan O'Dale was singing a song, and I can't remember how it goes, but it's called Not in Nottingham. <laughs> About how there's just no joy in Nottingham. Is is that what happened when you all voted for Brexit today in the streets? No, Nottingham. This episode's got complicated feelings towards Nottingham suddenly. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so Fry Tuck, his church is completely empty because everyone's fucking in prison. Uh, no, it's just because they're disillusioned with the oh, Protestant no. faith. Sam, is what it is. No! Yeah. There's two, two little church mice. They donate their last coin to the poor box and then the sheriff wanders in, that 
blowing sheriff immediately takes it and fry tuck ain't having it no more yeah and this is the bit where i wrote down uh oh he broke the law haha <laughs> killed the friar and then next scene you've been charged with high treason you were to be killed yeah. specifically yeah, yeah. hung by hung by the neck until dead. until dead kill this fucking badger thing he belly bounces the sheriff out of the church and then has a little stick fight with him but yeah, he's arrested for treason and he's going to be hanged. Hanged? You're never going to get this as a threat in a movie by Disney ever again, huh? Like, this has the same emotional impact of, like, a stepdad sitting down going, we're just not getting along, are we, Alex? In some new Pixar movie where there's, like, relationships you have to figure out. I, <laughs> I sort of remember some kids' movies from my youth. Uh, I may be misremembering, but back in the kind of olden days when, you'd, you know, a historical kids' film where it's, like, back in oldie England, the idea of someone being hanged seemed to be the... L- an okay form of <laughs> capital punishment. To, to the point like, that you were still doing it in the 60s and the 70s, like, yeah. It was like, uh, you know, it, and I don't think kids, like, fully understand what's going on there. And it's not super gory to kill someone that way. I mean, it's, it's uh, fucking horrible. Uh, sorry, have you ever lost a game of Hangman? Furious. Furious. <laughs> Livid. I'm not coming out in defence of hanging, all right? <laughs> Bad. But I just... I, I see... The kids seem to be exposed to the idea of, like, hanging as a death As a total thing. norm, yeah. It's like, and yeah. you know what? As well, it's worth pointing out, most Disney movies, particularly of this era, if you went to, like, Aristocrats or we went a bit back earlier to Dumbo or any of those offerings, they're going to come at you hard with some freaky, trippy, like, just balls-to-the-wall nightmare fuel. You do yeah. not get that here. No. No, 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 no. Um, Easily the softest Disney movie I've seen in a long time. What, this? Yeah, because like Mary Poppins has got dark bits compared to yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we could have delved down into that Sir Hiss hypnotism pool and that could have got trippy as fuck, but it didn't. And I wish it had. <laughs> Speaking of Sir Hiss, he's trying to cheer up Prince John by saying, uh, Sir, do you want to count your money again, sir? It's been so long since you've counted money. And that's the thing that cheers up Prince John. Uh, but no, he's he's not having that. He's annoyed that Fry Tuck is in jail when it's Robin Hood that he wants. But he realises, okay, if we hang... Fry Tuck, that'll bring in Robin. Oh, and this is where the movie got lost a big point with me because mm. Robin Hood came in in the same disguise as earlier. And I was like, ah, yeah. I see. The closer we are to danger, the further away we are from harm. Like using the same disguise again. That's brazen. I would say that's crazy like a fox. Oh, wait, what's that? You're going to walk in and out saying, asking for alms exactly the same way as you did in the previous scene. Well, that's handy. That's At least it's consistent, you know. Yeah, but, the, but the thing is, he's asking all the local dipshit. So we've got the sheriff and some vultures. So they're not going to really clock that that's Robin Hood. They're just, he's just like, hey, what's, hey guys, arms for the poor. What's going on here? And they're like, we're, we're going to hang Friar Tuck. He's like, hang Friar Tuck. And he actually breaks character for a second because he's so upset that Friar Tuck's going to be hanged. And I thought that was, that was cute. Yeah, he's, he's, he's an empathetic fox. Yeah. It's one of his strongest qualities as well as his confidence. He's confident in his empathy. And hey, just like in the old Thin Lizzy song, the jail jail breaks back in town the jail breaks back in town here's a fun fact for you my biology teacher in school Mm. he taught phil linish from Ah, thin lizzie yeah he taught him biology and when i asked him i said what was it like when you taught phil linish biology then because he's the one who offered the trivia he went well now and he nodded and that's all i ever got oh oh yeah (laughs) 
get you as a talking head on a Thin Lizzy documentary. <laughs> uh, I mean, I mean, what else is there to be said? I mean, that you could you could have me on. I'll say that VH1, you have my number. You know, little side note here. I had one of those Channel Five things about Peter K on in the background once, and it was just people were sitting around going, and he is really funny, and he was funny <laughs> from when he started. He, he came and, on stage and, and he was funny. Still, he's still, he's still funny, funny now. now. And he would come on and he'd be really funny. And he Partic- was really particularly funny. Particularly the last few years have been good. He's, he's funny. He was funny and he was funny then. And I tell you, he was a funny guy and he was funny. I'm like, what is this program? But, uh, hey, Robin Hood, Little John, they're sneaking into the castle at night. This all feels a little bit... I was reminded of The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Oh. Uh, the, the final castle bit where you got to sneak in and you yeah, get yeah, the yeah. big tower and stuff. Little goof between the sheriff and his vulture pals. The vulture's like, oh, don't worry, boss. The safety's on my crossbow. And then it's not. And an arrow pings about everywhere. That's funny calamitous stuff for a kid's cartoon. I did. I like as well because it, it, his name was Trigger. And I think... Much like my concerns about children not enjoying beef, I think children not enjoying only fills and horses. horses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's like, that's like, you hear about how the spoken word was passed on in these legends and myths and it gets, it gets lost. And I don't, I don't want, I don't want that on Trigger. He's had enough, no. hard enough time. There'll be. <laughs> Whereas Rodney, you could be forgotten to the dusts of time, you piece of shit. I thought for a minute you were suggesting that Trigger was like a sort of ancient historical character and that has been <laughs> reincarnated. Through the oral tradition of storytelling yes. has come up he, in He, he pops places. up in the Iliad, I believe. He makes a face when uh, Homer completes his odyssey. Little drawing of Trigger's face. <laughs> <laughs> so, Robin has now disguised himself as one of the other little vultures. Yeah, a different bird, so that was okay. I thought that, yeah. was, that was cunning like a fox. Tucking the sheriff, the silly sheriff, off to sleep and nicking his keys, singing, Rockabye Sheriff, Rockabye Sheriff, try to relax. I've got your keys, your security's lax. Oh. I am... Uh, ran out after that. But, oh, you had you had tax there in the chamber, I thought, ready to oh, go. Oh, okay, right, okay. Uh, <laughs> Rockabye Sheriff, try mm-hmm. to relax. Yeah. I've nicked your keys, the security's yeah. lax. Uh-huh. Into the building, take all the tax. <laughs> My name is Robin. That is a fact. There we go. All right, jailbreak, 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 jailbreak. And not only they kind of get a bit greedy, the jailbreak. Mm. Much like the robbing from the rich, giving to the poor became a. Now let's let's continue the legacy of the monarchy and make sure the lineage is intact. <laughs> All of a sudden it's like, yeah, tonight's going to be a jailbreak. Where is the verse where Phil in? It's like, I'm going to get all the gold. <laughs> there, he's fucking claiming he's saying Friar Tuck. He is in his hole. He's there. 11 sacks are thereabouts. Yeah, big old sacks of gold. Little John's there, freeing Friar Tuck and all the poor folks of Nottingham who've been locked up. Fine, but Robin, he's sneaking into the prince's bedroom and he's fully getting those sacks out of there. It's an amateur hour. Sam, you steal the gold and then you use it as leverage to negotiate the release of the political prisoner who's a dodgy past. We could have stretched this film out to at least two, two and a half hours. The contentious, hateful preacher of Friar Tuck <laughs> is released uh, to Nottingham has been uh, disputed by the local constabulary. Hey, I like that Sir Hiss has got his own little bed at the bottom of the uh, princess bed. That's good, that. Yeah, he's sneaking out the bags on a kind of pulley system. And you know what? Right, we're not touching on this properly, but the Prince John and his kind of, oh, mummy, uh, and sucking his thumb. Yeah. That's kind of adorable, isn't it? It is, yeah. Yeah. 
Poor lad. Well, it's good because sometimes what I might do is, like, if I get deep in thought, sometimes I will actually give my thumb a wee suck. Give it a go. And Albert Einstein used to do that as well. It's yeah. kind of like a, a, and that's that's why I say when it's fine. But I really only get away with it. And you actually see sometimes there's photos of me. It looks like I'm just doing like a wise wizard holding his beard because oh, of exactly the position. The, yeah. I'm like really deep in thought. I'm just having a wee suck, mate. That's is that finger in the way? Is that, that curved over pointer finger in the way? Yeah, we call gonna, that oh. the professor's hook, mm. that, that finger in the way. <laughs> But like you're Gordon Ramsay about to go, damn, you know, this could have been... Wow. Yeah. Um, so he's sneaking out the bags of gold on a pulley system, but so Hiss and the prince end up getting pulled out of their bedroom on as part of the pulley system as Robin is trying to get away. And they're all about to escape, but it turns out they left a little rabbitling behind, so Robin has to put himself in, in harm's way to go back. Now, earlier on, we got a question in the priest's world asking mm. about DVD extras, and we were like, oh, you know, it's something that we've kind yes. of unfortunately lost. Lo and behold, living that good Disney life on Disney+, Plus, we mm. do actually have sections for extras, which I forgot about. And did you see what some of the extras were on this? No, I didn't. I didn't know Disney Plus had extras, which brings it us does. to today's sponsor, Disney+. Plus. <laughs> no, there were extras in there. Oh, and, okay, that's cool. And it's, <laughs> it's really dark, though, because the extras is like, there's hidden animatics from, like, deleted scenes or pits of the movie that were left over. Yeah. And here's an alternate ending where you can see the animatics where Robin Hood gets wounded and injured when escaping the castle oh, with an arrow. Okay. Yeah. Oh, God. And I'm like, yeah, the moment where I'm watching line drawings of a fucking sexy fox being wounded and made, made lame. Yeah, I'm not doing that. No. But, yeah, the, the little rabbit that got left behind was the oh, Robin Hood so he's got stuck in the castle the bloody tower's on fire and, and the sheriff ah. is there as well there's a bit of a final showdown and at this point mm. in the movie my thought on the sheriff of Nottingham is that it had been upgraded to mixed feelings but Robin manages to well to get away from the fire he jumps off the tower into a moat if only we could fly <laughs> Or, alternatively, he's like, Robin Hood, what will he do next? Whatever the <laughs> fuck I want. <laughs> <laughs> but he goes down and d- doesn't come back up. R.I.P. Robin, credits roll, and that is Robin Hood, the film. Kill now. him! Kill him! He's dead! Yes! And they give us just a bit of the... He's the dead. little... Oh, oh no! Oh, well, uh, little John, he's definitely coming back. And little John's got tears in his eyes. That made me sad. That did make me genuinely sad that little John was upset. It was. It was sad that, that happened. Uh, has Disney got better at the fake out dying thing? Oh, definitely. Or, well, I think the, the, the glassy eyes up. here for when their eyes welled up. Oh, that got me. Yeah, yeah. No, it's the, it's the the sadness of the other animals that was upsetting. Mm. But yeah. I feel like I've been fooled better, even as a kid, especially as a kid. <laughs> or like with Mufasa, they really fool me. <laughs> when he pops back in Mustafa's Revenge, Lion King 3, it's like, okay, what, you yeah, do you reckon? Yeah. <laughs> DNA technology, Simba. A wonderful thing. We stand at the crust of a, on the crest of a new generation. But it, it was quite a quick, you know. Oh no, he's fine. He's back. He's alive, really. And he's like, ah, pox on the phony King of England. Like it's it's low yeah. stakes stuff, folks. That's it's the stuff. It's, We're all having a bit of fun. Thousands uh, of foxes were being killed a week in England at this point. What's what's one more? That's what Disney's saying <laughs> to you here. <laughs> Disposable as an animal. Get rid. Of it, all right. Yeah. You know what? I'll tell you. I, I've got a fox fact for you. 
And it's a fucking, it's a banger of a Fox fact. Hit me with a Fox fact. In the 70s and 80s during the Cold War, and I went all the way back, I think, earlier through like yeah. uh, stuff in the, the 50s and 60s as well. But there were attempts by the Russians to domesticate the fox. It's an attempt to kind of using it as an animal that could then be, you know, have uh, military or civil operations. And it didn't really go anywhere other than they did breed a couple of generations of really docile foxes who like would lick their palms. And they are so fucking cute. Aww. Move over this fox. All right. You can go home with your fucking boring fox with a, ooh, he's got a statement piece hat. Well, mine's fucking docile yeah I, oh now i want a little little pet fox nah what did now well you have to go to the caribbean <laughs> you, region you can't you, you, <laughs> yeah, can't. you shouldn't <laughs> the cold war's over mate you fucking lost accept it accept it mate you lost speaking of not accepting things the prince he's taken out his anger on sir hiss causing him a procrastinating python and an eel in snake's clothing as well which i particularly enjoyed that's a good line and look king richard's here he's back and doesn't he look like a proper king? Big old chubby lion. <laughs> it's great because, you know, Nottingham is grand now. And mm-hmm. the most important thing of all is that Robin Hood has been granted a pardon by King's Furniture Warehouse. And that is good for any of their outlets in the East Midland region. Exactly. And the, the baddies, they're doing prison labour. So everything's good now. Robin and Maid Marian very quickly... Oh, oh, they're married. They're, they're married now. I, at one moment I was like, why are these mice throwing eggs? Are they like... Not happy that oh they're big grains of rice. That's yes, because they're little. Yeah, you not see. little mice eggs that they're throwing at them. <laughs> and all I'll say is, at the end of the movie, the, it gives you one question, which mm. is. Where the fuck is all the fan art and love for King Richard? This guy's the fucking alpha of the group yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. He's a you handsome know, man. I'm just saying, this guy's clearly the, the top dog, even though he's a lion. There'll be some of it out there, Kevin. Uh, There'll sure. be some of it. You'll have to dig deep. It will be there, though. I promise you it will be there. It genuinely... This mm. movie is cited as one of the main things that helped kick off the furry like, community. Like this movie is very, very heavily referenced within that. I and the, yeah. the, the guy who did there was that one that came out recently where it's like Zootopolis, where it's like, hey, what if animals were real and had problems and had sex? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I got a mortgage. And he said that his biggest influence was also Robin Hood, but there's also a dark cloud on the horizon. Oh, In no. April, they announced as an exclusive for Disney Plus that they are going to do the Lion King live action style oh, business no. and all I'm saying is I look I'm not part of the furry community but I, I've come to notice that a lot of the fans of, of this podcast and other ones in the Podcrabs family are and I just worry that there's a, as a that's going to be civil war without end Sam oh I thought you were saying rather than do it live action CGI style just cast furries in it <laughs> yeah they'd be loving yeah. that they probably have enough footage already kicking around <laughs> You can already splice one together. Just, you know, you've got these big Hollywood movie budgets. You know, that amount of money on clips for sale, you can have whatever you want. It says a lot about the Disney magic of it that I don't Mm. feel like I have a particularly strong attachment to this movie going into it. I had a really nice time watching it. But when I only found that out before we started recording, and it really, it upset me, thinking that, hey, I thought this is one of the movies that's kind of protected from that shit because it wasn't part of the boom period. I thought they wouldn't do this. But it's like they found out that there's an enthusiasm for this movie and they want to ruin it now. 
Yeah, that's the thing. And it's also the problem with, like, the ruthless pursuit of content yes. as, as a streaming service has meant that Disney Plus, they don't have to make big Hollywood blockbuster live-action films. They can just make straight-to-DVD shit for their streaming service now. So they're just getting everything and live-actioning it up to make you watch the same film again. I don't know if I'm ready to watch a Robin Hood where Friar Tuck is, like, I don't know, apologising for the actions of the Chinese government or something. Oh, God, Im- <laughs> no, but imagine that... <laughs> Imagine that Friar Tuck, the one that we saw in this, but rendered in CGI. Oh, no, no. You know when they do The Simpsons if they were real and it's like. No, it's all. Imagine that. Or you ever seen the one where it's Mario if he's real and he's all. Yeah. Like meat. Oh. Like a big, dirty billy roll. Ugh. Oh, well, oodalally, oodalally, golly, what a day. What a day! What a day! Easily yeah. the strangest episode of Cinema Swirl ever, and certainly yeah. not in line with the beliefs or the core values of Disney then, now, or whatever. I didn't think we'd spend so much time in the fucking gutter, Sam. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You don't sound thrilled with the movie. I feel like I've had a better time than you. I don't know if I'm right in assuming that. No, I, I had a good time and I enjoyed it and I was like, yeah, fine. But but it was just like, yeah, okay, we watched Robin Hood. I think this more than any of the other... We've watched some films that are like family films or have appealed to children. I think yeah. we've even watched some kids' films, maybe. Oh, yeah, but this, definitely. this very much felt like... I'm an adult man watching a children's film. Oh. That, no, 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 they're not like. <laughs> I'm not being Billy Big Bollocks here, but like, uh, I, I prefer my stuff a bit more sophisticated. Bunch I just mean. cartoons, mate, in there, bunch of kids' stuff. It is literally not for me. I probably would have enjoyed it as a kid. I had a grand time watching it. It was fun. There's some funny bits. Good not animation. Quite enough songs to kind of go, oh, pop that on. Because like, I'd pop on no. Mary Poppins in the background. I plan on doing it on Christmas morning, you know? Well, I'd pop on. I mean, obviously. And that's a hard one to wrap a football chant around, which is why I haven't tried. scoring all the goals! Yeah, it's fine. We can do it. We can do it with any song. There's a will, there's a way. Well, any other thoughts on it? I mean, you, you've you've enjoyed yourself, but it feels like your enjoyment is... Like, this very much feels like a movie which its relationship it has with you is going to dissolve upon contact with next week being a thing. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> it, it, it's fine. I had a good time. There was some fun connections to Nottingham. Mm. I didn't really... You know, they're not, not that much. Look, the fox, he was attractive, is what I would say. Yeah. In his confidence and his capability... Made Marion another good-looking fox. Okay, you guys d- do whatever you want. All right, they they're nice foxes. And yeah, look, the last thing you want to do is to tune into another podcast with two lads who are going to pretend they're not completely bewildered and perplexed by this fox because we obviously are. It's fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Look, there's some fun bits. Fun jokes, some stuff that I thought maybe could have been explored a bit more. I want to shake his hand. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. have a good handshake. <laughs> Even though he's a little fox, I like, you know. And actually, the fact that they have to bend down and he'd probably have a firm handshake, I'd probably go, ooh, as well, yeah. you know? If you were there at a house party and Robin Hood was there, he'd make time to speak with everyone, yeah. wouldn't he? 
yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And you'd all feel like you'd got you were friends with him. You know, he's that kind of guy. Uh, so look, this ain't a review of Robin Hood the guy. Okay, this is a review of Robin Hood the animated film. If it's a review of Robin Hood the guy, five star whites. Obviously, great guy, lovely guy. For this, and I've really had to. I've had this in the back of my mind the whole time I was watching it, and the whole time I've been talking about it with you. I have to think about how I'm gonna score this because mm. my look, my scores they have some weight somehow. People have went to the effort of saying you scored this movie this much in the past, and once someone's done that, it's pretty much yeah, you know, it has it, it has meaning your rating system. And th- I've given this score before, and it sounds like a bad thing, but this was good. Mm-hmm. It did what it does. Nice. It did what it does. <laughs> At the end of the day, it did what it does. <laughs> it done what it did. And you were worried you wouldn't have enough to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> it done what it did. It did what it does. Bish bash bosh. Oodalali oodalali three star wipes. You heard it here first. Thanks for listening to another episode of Cinema Swirl. This episode was produced by Kevin, edited by me, Sam, and hey, I also did the music. If you're after more Swirl content or you want to support the show, or better yet, both, patreon.com forward slash cinemaswirl is the place to go. On the socials, we are at cinemaswirl on Twitter, and our Facebook is facebook.com forward slash cinemaswirl, which is also where our votes for episodes take place. If you've got anything for the mailbag, then send it on over to cinemaswirl at gmail.com. That's cinemaswirl at gmail.com. Please do keep recommending the show to your friends, leaving reviews on whatever podcast thing you use. It all helps us out. Thank you so much. All right. See you next time. Thank you.